Quest Beyond. Carl, Ryan, and Sam review the new movies you may want to see and talk a little news along the way. Venture with them for The Quest Beyond. Welcome everyone to The Quest Beyond. We are thrilled to have you guys, everyone here, twitch.tv slash The Quest Beyond, Wednesday nights, roughly 9.30 p.m. EST. That's when we're going live. We appreciate you guys holding on, hanging out. We have some technical difficulties on this one. We are, Kyle's on vacay, so we had to figure out how to stream other places, and it's been a whole thing, but looks like all systems go. Mm-hmm. We're looking good here. For now. <laughs> My name is Ryan Starfire. My name is Sam McLennan. And my name is Lugan17, I think, slash yeah, yeah. Kyle. I As think you- I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I got it right here. <laughs> As you could tell on Twitch, we're having fun pointing to our own names now. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely coming up in the world. Yep. Just trying to trying to make these names for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And today we are trying to rise to the levels of a NBA star who got called up to the big leagues, or at least the Toon Leagues. That's LeBron in Space Jam, A New Legacy, which is going to be our featured review for this this whole episode. But before we get there, we had 10 trailers on our list of stuff to talk about. We're going to put a few of those in the bank, see how we do on time. Might just do a few of the bigger ones for now. And the one piece of news that I can participate in, we got a new Batgirl to talk about. The cast casting has come out. So we'll get to that very shortly. And, well, I, I don't know why I stalled there. We should have just went to it right there because there's nothing else to talk about. Let's just go to the news. We're starting the news. That's right. We got all these trailers we're talking about, and we're starting right on top with something we talked about last week, but we didn't talk too in-depth about it. But they did release a trailer on the heels of Loki. And that was for our next venture into the MCU with an animated show, August 11th. What if? What if? And Sam was the one who was like, I don't know what what if is. I haven't seen it. So, Sam, do you know what what if is now? Literally just watched the trailer about two minutes ago. um, And I liked it. I liked the, the way the animation looked. I liked... Just the concept of this thing, literally the question, what if, what if this would like, you know, let's change situations. Let's play around with time being how that seems to be the, you know, the main tool going forward here is we're going to see different timelines, see what if Killmonger was with Iron Man in Iron Man 1. What if, I don't know, Doctor Strange is doing something. I couldn't really make out what he was doing, but um, this is going to make for some really fun, interesting, weird situations, and it looks action-packed. It looks like, you know, it's going to be a good time on the Disney Plus, so I'm going to actually check this one out, guys. <laughs> uh, Ryan's, Ryan's fucking with the Discord, and it's now like a senior <laughs> citizen Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> i thought we wanted some space jam up in here <laughs> i do I, I do appreciate that uh mike i'm open you know what you need bill murray you need bill murray from space jam calling for the ball 
That's what you need. Um, you know what? Um, what I'm most curious about, and we talked about this with Molly in our Loki episode, is that they're exploring the multiverse. And part of me felt initially when this was announced that it was just one-off stuff. But what if this is where Doctor Strange has been? Because I don't know about you, Sam, but it felt like the narrative of this trailer is Doctor Strange experiencing a lot of weird stuff. So, like, what if he's traveling through the multiverse and that's where we meet him in, um, I guess, technically Spider-Man, right? Is his first uh, appearance. So, I think that's kind of... It's, it's unfortunate because they're not going to be tackling a lot of this stuff in the live action films particularly but overall i think it looks good i like this kind of almost cell 3d animation it sucks though that they couldn't get rdj um i don't think specifically this is no this is they did use watchers in guardians of the galaxy 2 we did see actual watchers. So I don't know. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright, AKA Commissioner Gordon in The Batman, and uh, Felix Leiter from two of Daniel Craig's James Bond <laughs> films, as well as he's in he's Bernard in The Watchmen. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it matters, though. Like, I don't want the MCU just making more things for consumption. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's nice and all. So overall, I just I, I hope it's good and maybe it's a one off. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. But overall, I'm invested in it. It looks like Hank Pym at one point is just a head in a jar, which is really interesting. And a bunch of different people, obviously, um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, because this is the last appearance we're going to be seeing of T'Challa in anything uh, as he is Star-Lord in one of these universes. So overall, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Animatrix in that, mm-hmm. you know, that that um, project was like these short, these little short films that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily tie in completely, but kind of uh, expanded or um, accented the, the main movies. So mm-hmm. maybe if it has a similar approach where these things are just like take it as you will but it doesn't necessarily have to be cemented into the canon Mm -hmm. um but it would be an interesting thing like you know that you mentioned dr strange there's plenty of room for to see you know maybe this is what he's doing like you said the multi-dimensional travel Mm -hmm. i would be down for that that'd be surprising actually so let's see what marvel does yeah, I guess. Well, I guess we'll see. It's it's annoying though. They're half an hour's over ten weeks. That's that's really frustrating. Really, you couldn't give this over over like a month. Got to stretch out that Wednesday content, I guess. Stretch her out. Stretch yeah, Armstrong. Sure. We will see. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I want. I wonder what it's going to carry over into. They said Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are still releasing this year, so I'm assuming one of them is going to get announced soon to be on the tail end of that. Yeah. And then we'll get the other one December. Okay. It's the 11th of August that this comes out. So 10 weeks. When does that put it? Um, Uh, October something I saw. I would be surprised if... 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know which one winds up becoming more important. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe Miss Marvel technically will have more of an impact leading into the films because, like, I'd be shocked if after Hawkeye the series they're like Hawkeye the movie twenty twenty three. Let's do it. The more <laughs> Renner, the better. I know a uh, friend Renner of the show the and <laughs> more friend of the show and frequent guest Rob Keys would be in love with that. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. They might do it. It's it's hard to say where they go with it but i'm excited for the idea i'm excited to see what they're going to do with it obviously we talked about it a bit last week but yeah this one probably would have served better releasing like three or four right off the hop and then kind of going week to week the next little bit Mm -hmm. but it's it's exciting to get like to see where they go with animated verse like if it's successful if it's popular Mm -hmm. that probably dispels we're going to start getting more animated stuff down the line too i thought it would be really cool like what i said if it is like doctor strange it's a doctor strange series of him almost like quantum leaping through (laughs) different uh like i'm referencing the show that he's going through these different universes and maybe he i don't know but I guess that's I don't want to get my hopes up too high. Like maybe they're all just completely one offs. Like imagine this world. Imagine this world. And the watcher's like interesting. But the real interesting world is Earth 616. And it's like, oh, that's the one we've been watching for 10 years. Uh. All right. What's our next trailer? That's all it's got to be. Just random snippets. Well, the next thing we're talking about is another TV show that we are looking forward to on Apple Plus. And our boy, Don John, JGL, pow, yeah, he's brought a trailer for us, and he's looked quite sad on that poster, but who knows, who knows exactly what he's bringing with the story. Apparently, he's this teacher, from what I heard, Sam. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, he, he only cares about his girl, his car, his boys. His kindergarten class. Don John's a teacher now. Um, yeah, it looked uh, it looked interesting. It, it kind of had uh, like I think the <laughs> it had like the vibes the like the indie not not a rom com but it kind of had like an indie uh, drama type of vibe to it. Um, so it's interesting that they're kind of they made a series out of this. Like I guess it's going to be. I don't know how many episodes, but a season of Joseph Gordon-Levitt trying to figure out his meaning in life now. It's kind of having an existential crisis. You know what it looked like to me? I don't know if either of you guys watched this, and I didn't know you didn't watch TV trailers either, Ryan, so how do you even decide what to watch? (laughs) (laughs) I'll read like what the show is about and who's in the cast, but that's all they get at this point. There's too much TV out there for me to... Consume it all. Even if we say it's good, you're not going to watch it because you don't watch anything anyone ever recommends. Yeah, so so say you don't watch anything good then. (laughs) That's not true. I find my own good shit. (laughs) You found Ted Lasso all by yourself. Found Ted Lasso all by myself. No, you didn't. That's complete (laughs) BS. But Ted Lasso has Juno Temple, which is it. Who she is in, Mister Corman. So, oh yeah, forgot about that. Apple Uh, sweetheart, apparently. I am very much looking forward to Mr. Cor- uh, Mr. <laughs> Corman. 
I uh, I am Mr. Corman, apparently. If uh, go to twitch.tv slash the quest beyond for that reference. In that I think it's interesting the projects that Joseph Gordon Levitt has kind of chosen to come out of not retirement, but part time acting, right? He took some time off to spend more time with his kids completely respect that and this is his creation he's directing it he's starring in it it seems almost like this is in the vein of kidding did either of you watch that on crave no of course not i've seen some clips though i've seen some of like the creative i thought that would totally be down your yeah avenue sam i do like jim carrey and craziness um, and what no what's the film he did super weird I can't, I'm gap or uh, gapping on it right now. External, no, e- eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. It's yes. um, so the exploration of insanity and character in that was really well done. It's a really good two season or series show. I highly recommend you check it out. But uh, Mr. Corman, it looks good. Um, a teacher struggling with an identity crisis seems to be kind of the the lead story at least set up in the trailer while apple tv plus i wouldn't say is the hottest streaming service i give them credit because they're not just putting out shit like we're not going to talk about it but netflix lost half a million subscribers in this last quarter and the reason is is they just put out shit so it's interesting to see i'm looking forward to this show i think quality over quantity is the right method for us these like off the cuff streaming services and i think overall the production value between or behind the show is clear given the uh, the apple money but um i don't know if it's going to grab new subscribers if you have apple tv plus and you're using if you're doing a month at a time just for for example ted lasso or the morning show I, I think this is one of those shows that may pleasantly surprise a lot of people. Although I have expectations for it, I think it'll kind of fall into that camp. Real quick, um, and this isn't a complaint about Mr. Corman at all, but just kind of going, going through my mind with all the Apple TV Plus shows and movies so far, everything's felt very like everyone's white in it. Is there any diversity with Apple TV Plus? Like, I don't think there's uh, no. Yeah, like- there's the, there's C, which has. Uh, oh my God, Jason Momoa as the lead. Then they did do their the um, servants pretty white. Um, they had the documentary series that was produced by Kumal Nanjiani. Um, let me see if I can find it off the top of my head i can't remember what it was called specifically because i get they're trying to cultivate some stars they got whatever yeah. you know the morning show and uh, it was like Ted history or something i can't remember what it was called i apologize i'm looking at let's their list uh, right now let's pump some diversity into you know into the, some of these shows it's all Hassan a lot of white Minhaj people is going to be in season two of the morning show um, no not amazing stories what the hell was it called <laughs> Because it was all about Little America. That's what it was. It was all about people emigrating to the United States. Okay. All right. So that's... I I'll mean, take it. I mean, this isn't Friends from 1994, so... Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's go to a show about two white guys. 
because <laughs> we got a trailer. This one I've been excited for. We're on the heels of Arrow and Stephen Amell's last outing, and he's been he ventured into the wrestling verse a little bit. He had a couple matches. He looked pretty okay. I was excited. I was happy to see him there. And that was apparently igniting this love of wrestling because that's what his next show is going to be about. We're talking heel. I don't know why. That one's Kyle again. These I set up a long time ago. You can't see Kyle again, but you can see a shirtless Alexander Ludwig. Is that his name? I think so. There we go. Um, so I'm a, Sam has no investment in Stephen Amell as a human being. Unless, wait, Sam, did you watch Hung? No, but I mean, with a name like that, I feel like I should. Um, What about Blue Mountain State? No. He was in an episode, right? Yeah, he was in two, I think two episodes for that. He was the starting quarterback before What's-His-Face took over. Yes. Uh, He was also in a couple episodes, A New Girl. Okay. Oh, you got me there. and he, he was, was uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. He played Casey Jones. <laughs> he was Casey Jones. <laughs> so I, man, I love Stephen Amell. He seems like a, just a fun person who likes acting. Is he the best at it? No. But does that matter? No, he's pretty. I <laughs> think that this show has a shockingly well spread out production budget like there it looks like a good show which you can't say for all the cw shows like this certainly doesn't look cheap the it seems that the main story for this show is about these two brothers trying to keep this fledgling kind of town by town wrestling league together and they are at odds with how they want to do it and writing the characters uh the villains aka the heels and how they actually are the i guess gasoline to the fire and what sparks the energy and and i don't know anything about wrestling nothing at all i think it's stupid you're just watching really jacked people roll around and they are they are athletes to like let me make that clear but i have i find no joy in competition that has been predetermined but i know steven amal has a passion for for wrestling I give him a lot of credit on jumping into a new TV show because that can be very daunting because I know he was burnt out near the end of Arrow. But Stars historically doesn't make bad shows. They produced what I think is is one of the best shows ever put on TV, which is Black Sails. It's back, baby. Is it back? Well, no, it's it's done, but it's I oh, references. Just... I wish it was back, but if you <laughs> okay. are if you liked Game of Thrones, Black Sails is better. It's better character development. It's only four seasons, and it was an just awesome overall story that leads into Treasure Island. So they're clearly spending the money. This this takes place in Georgia. The accent that Stephen Amell may be using, I don't think we hear enough of it to um, determine on if it's good or not. But overall, I, I'm invested in it. I think him doing sli- something con- that's also action-related, I believe bodes in his favor because he did a surprisingly good job with the stunts and fight coordination that he was given in Arrow. 
And this is an entirely different character for him to play. So I'm giving, I give him credit for that. He's trying something new. He's not just like pretty boy who has everything he ever wanted, which is essentially what Oliver Queen was for eight years. I mean, his parents were killed and whatever, but they didn't really, that didn't seem to matter overall in the show, but playing some down and out guy, like it, this may be his wrestler. And I don't say that lightly or pun intended. I'm referencing the Mickey Rourke film. Because a, a, a drama around this kind of stuff, like there's some interesting stories that they certainly can tell from this world. I don't know if you guys have heard interviews with like Dave Batista and people when they're coming up in wrestling leagues like this, just trying to make a name for themselves. So I, th- I think this could be an interesting drama and I hope the wrestling looks good. I loved Glow and that was all about character and the wrestling just happened to be awesome. And that got unfortunately canceled due to COVID. So I know they've been shooting this through the pandemic. Stephen Amell actually had COVID and that did affect the shooting of this show. So I'm rooting for him. I mean, the guy helped. He's the Robert Downey Jr. of the CW right now. So I hope his first attempt outside of that universe does well. And I hope it's not a doolittle. <laughs> oh, doolittle. Dangerous lines to be walking. Sam, do you have any attachment to this now? Is there anything hooking you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm glad, uh, you know, some people are excited for it. Um, and I watched the trailer and it looked like they're, they're trying to do, you know, put some real drama behind this, which is, which is great. But I think in the end, it's not really my thing. So, uh, yeah, not much else to say, really. Not really surprised by that answer either. (laughs) I don't think any of these things scream Sam's cup of tea, but. This will be my cup of tea. I'll definitely be tuning in. I'm still a wrestling watcher, so I I love to see when they cross over into the film universe and to see what kind of take they take on the industry because a lot of the times they get it wrong or they really skim over it. But it, I know Stephen Amell has done the work. He's been a part of it. He's done matches. He's gone through tables. I've got to witness it all. So I think he's put in the work that he has a good grip on what it is. So I'm hoping that pans out a little bit and i'm hoping they he kind of pokes fun at it a little bit because it is silly it is just giant muscular guys who do steroids even though they won't admit it they do them and they literally are a soap opera that's what hooks people it's all about the soft the soft storylines that they're trying to hook you in and there's just uh, happened guys getting dropped on their head and that spells my cup of tea so I'll be watching it. I don't. I obviously haven't seen it, so I don't know what to expect. But I'm rooting for Stephen Amell too. He gave me eight years. I was going to say good years. He gave me one or two good years of eight years on Arrow. So three. And we'll a see half? where this one goes. Two years on Arrow. <laughs> I'd say the <laughs> we'll give you two season. I, well, I I just kind of. I mean, what? Do you, so did you see season two? Eight. To, to the whole thing. Yeah, to the whole thing. And then I'd say eight. the other ones are mismatches of things. I'd yeah, say the last eight like- and any of the crossover episodes. <laughs> seven, wasn't, seven wasn't bad. And I actually enjoyed the prison half of six. There's a large crazy. chunk of seasons there where you guys are just leaving yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, tried rough, to, got a little they made him Batman for a little, and that was really stupid. 
Like season three and four are rough. And any of the Felicity stuff is probably the worst thing that has ever been done to Green Arrow in fiction. So. Little rough and tumble, little fiction. You know, Stephen Mill's bumping and grinding out there, but Mm -hmm. we're going to segue into this next movie because, well, it's the only one I know off the top of my head that covers Sam's face, not Kyle's yet. (laughs) I think we dropped all the ones that were covering mine and Sam's face. (laughs) And that is for jackass forever hell yeah it's it's a it's i can't even describe what this franchise is still doing around (laughs) it's i love it i'll watch it i'm very shocked they're doing another movie Ladies and gentlemen, uh, me, get I'll, get your th- get your thongs out, get your your tarantulas, get your bowls and whatever the hell it's happening. How many years later? I I don't even remember when Jackass 3D came out. That was like 2010. That was a while ago too, yeah. 13, 14? I think it was 13. Oh, 10? Uh, I don't know. Jackass could be right. 2010. Wow. Never seen you... it. 2010. 3D? Yes. Holy shit. Jackass 3D was actually a great 3D movie experience. I have never seen a single Jackass movie. Um, I have no connection to this. No, I I don't. People hurting themselves on purpose, I don't find entertaining. Accidentally, maybe. But they know they're going to get hurt. Like, in this trailer, Johnny Knoxville's getting charged by a bull. Like yes. it's just oh, it's not it's not the first time. Times. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, no. Honestly, like I I probably was not in the right headspace for this, and I apologize to our listeners and our viewers. With everything going on right now, like recommending you hurt yourself. No thanks. I'm out. I just don't find it funny. I mean, I don't think they're recommending you go jump into it. They're doing it for us. That we get to watch them do it. How and many recreations doing- have there been where people have done what they've done? I don't know. That's I think that's an impossible Six. thing to. <laughs> well they're not boys, okay we're not we're not him. we're not gonna debate if they're bad influences or not because they're obviously just silly boys just uh pooping they're not and, boys they're almost 50 yeah and that's the that's the half you know they kind of reference it in the trailer like they're they're old now how long can they do this for clearly there's like, gonna be a jackass five eva or whatever the fuck and they're all yes. gonna die Who's it. Okay, people complain about who's insuring Tom Cruise. Who is insuring these idiots? <laughs> I guess it was MTV for a while. I guess. But so. That explains I mean, hey, a lot. This, this was a whole era, okay? And I think a lot of us grew up in this era, era watching them do these things on camera. Yes, I agree. Like, the things they're doing are extreme. But... It's all from the top of each episode, from the top of each movie. They say like this isn't meant to be recreated. These guys are pro- professionals, you know, and they're doing it for our entertainment. And boy, I've been entertained for twenty years now, I guess, for these guys, and uh, have definitely watched all the episodes, all the movies. Watched all of Viva La Bam. Um, what was that one show that Steve O and Bam did? Steve-O and Steve-O. Bam or Steve-O and Pontius? Oh, yeah, Pontius, sorry. Was it yeah, Wild Boys? Wild Boys, yeah. Yes. Yeah, all good stuff. All fun. And I get it. It, it. it You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, totally. But, man, 
I, I, I can't, you know, tell you how many times I've laughed just hysterically at the things that they do. It's so childish, but that's just, that's just what tickles me, guys. Absolutely. I remember my Jackass 2 experience in theater still as one of my best movie-going experiences in a theater. Just the electricity in the air and how everyone was just on the same page, laughing at the same things for the same reasons, watching that movie, seeing Steve-O. Was it Steve-O who got his dick bit by a snake in that one? (laughs) I think so. I think it was. No, it was Pontius. That one was Pontius, too. Um, but yeah, like just, that's how you kick off that one. And it just goes wild from there. I can't wait to see this movie. I'm, I said it in our group chat and I'll say it again. I just don't want to get to the point where I just feel sad watching these guys and I know it's coming and I know I already sort of feel that way, but I'm really just regretting that. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you, Ryan. So they're, they're looking older. Obviously it's been 10 years since the last, but. Um, they still look like they're having lots of fun and they also brought in some people so it looks like some celebrities to beat the some shit le- up. yeah yeah so machine gun kelly's in there um eric andre uh oh, eric the, andre is a good addition yeah. tyler the creator is there so i think there's going to be some you know numerous cameos people filling in because obviously certain members aren't there anymore and some had to be booted out and blah 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 yeah. but they found uh, they found a way I, as soon I as just, machine gun kelly popped up in the trail i'm like wow now i need i don't ever need to watch this so that helped that that that's what where you draw the line i just i don't know I, i'm glad people enjoy it but i just don't like seeing people get hurt so yeah i can't wait for the one movie where Johnny Knoxville no longer has to put on makeup and he just gets to be Irving Zistman. <laughs> and, and he dies of impact from like a punching bag or whatever, a punching a boxing glove busting through a wall. That's in one of them, right? I think. I don't know. Yeah, the punch the punch one was funny. That mm-hmm. one was a good one. But yeah, usually when he does the old guys thing, it's just crudely swearing in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was yeah, Bad uh, Grandpa a jackass movie? It, was. it wasn't a jackass movie. It was like it under was the ba- under the same yeah production sure. company okay. and stuff, but it wasn't like the boys doing their thing. Hmm. Okay, it's like the the one character that Johnny Knoxville does, where he's the old man with the yeah. with the sure. long ass ball sack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm Johnny Nashville, and welcome to Jackass. I'm just going to go watch these as soon as we're done this now. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Johnny Knoxville was the voice of Leonardo in the first Megan Fox Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. What? Oh, yeah, he mm-hmm. was. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Got, yeah, that was a mm-hmm. surprise one. Yep. Well, we'll move on from Jackass. Seems like. Thank you. Thank you, PW. Thank you. I'm trying with these new ones. My shirt turning red. My microphone turning red. Kyle's face turning red at the sight of Jackass. Oh, he did turn red. That worked out actually better than I thought. Because turning red is our next Pixar movie coming down the pipe here. that We will be talking about March theatrically next year. So our Pixar fix is cut off on Disney+. Plus. You got to go to theaters to see Turning Red. 
which apparently takes place very close to where we currently are on this podcast, at least. Sam, you were no. the one that was like, when we were deciding, we had 10 trailers to talk about this episode. <laughs> First one, turning red. We're out of here. No. Oh, it was Encanto, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we had so many trailers to talk about. We had to, you know, sh- uh, take the fat off, I guess. But yeah, turning red. Um, a Pixar movie that takes place in Toronto. This is fun. Get to see the CN Tower in the background. Um, I don't know. What did you guys... I guess, Ryan, you didn't see this. Kyle, like, this is a... This is... I, I don't know where to start with this. The animation for... Okay, we'll start with the animation. Okay, it kind of looks like something else. Like, it, I think I described it in our group chat that it looked like it was an Illumination movie or something. It didn't really Which look like a... Which is an insult. No, it doesn't. I disagree it's look, look it tell me it does not look like um no okay, a despicable go and me watch minions no samuel go and watch an illumination movie they're all just caricatures like gru's legs if he was that built like that his legs would break none I'm, of the I'm people, telling you like look at the look at look at twitch right now and look at this lovely little girl she's built like a human being pixar movies build people like <laughs> they can exist in the real world i'm talking like the head shape the i think it's mainly just the head shape but of the of the red it, panda it just no 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 not the red panda the red panda looks like a pixar thing and mainly the the humans the humans looked different I, from the way that i feel like pixar normally no just because your head is stuck in luca the worst pixar movie of the last 10 years i'm just kidding it's obviously not the worst uh, movie. that's onward i uh, am not I, I am rooting for this movie i love uh-huh. me a pixar movie um i'm just saying this one looks different by the character models and it it surprised me at first um, i don't uh yeah sorry oh, go ahead i'll let you continue but I like the fact with the story from what they're teasing here that it deals with like anxiety and, you know, dealing with the pressures of school and family and, you know, various other things, I'm sure. And, you know, of course, Pixar has to turn that into like (laughs) uh, someone has to turn into an animal or whatever the heck, like. Which is cool, but um, I don't know. I, I, it, it didn't like, I'm not like dying to go see this right now. I'll just say that. We'll see with other trailers coming out. Maybe if they um, entice me with some more story points or jokes and stuff. But other than that, I'm, uh, I'm still just kind of like, okay, been there, done that a little. Damn, Sam, that was cold today. Yes, is it? Hating. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that was rough. And I'll we, say, I only seeing like the red panda picture and then this like poster are the only things I've seen from this movie. Hearing that it's looks like an illumination movie, that sounds like an insult. <laughs> Just whatever you assign that to, that sounds like an insult to me. The red panda's cute, okay? Super duper cute. I'm just saying, man. Like, I think we talked like we talked about Luca. We, you know, Kyle expects more from these movies right maybe they are going to deliver but i'm just saying judging by what they show in this trailer it just kind of looks you know like we've we've done we've done this kind of thing before 
Kyle, is this thing that we've done before someplace you want to go again? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I think Sam is... I don't. He's watching this through I Love Luca eyes because I'm literally looking at the footage right now. There's nothing in this that remotely looks illumination. First of all, there's representation that's not caricatures. So that's not illumination. Um... We have like it, this is clearly an Ontario classroom, which is something I really appreciated. And this is handling something deeper. Name me an Illumination movie that handled something with depth. They didn't. They're kiddie pools. Um, minions. You know. Anyways, um, I th- I think the metaphor for a child dealing with anxiety and whatever emotional mental health she might be going through is. Something that I think a lot of like mental health is one of those things like if soul or not soul, (laughs) if Inside Out was the movie that taught kids almost a decade ago, it was okay to be sad. Like it kicked the door down for something like Turning Red. So Domi Shi, who created who was the lead director on Bao, is responsible for Turning Red. Um, We have automatically this looks like. It takes obviously we see the CN Tower, so it's in Canada, which is awesome. However, I think handling something like this is really cool because this is what, like, this is what Pixar does. They make incredible family-friendly movies that handle something serious, and they make it so it's not a PBS special while handling that subject. And I think that's some of the stuff that I think is missing from their last. Soul tried, but like Onward, Finding Dory. Luca, like those just feel disposable. I mean, it's ironic because Melody really likes it and that's fine. I have no issue. She's, but it's, I expect more from that studio. And they're like, we're going to make a movie about kids dealing with anxiety. Well, how do you tell that? Well, the metaphor is this child turns into a giant red panda and it looks like it takes place. Honestly, I think it looks like it might be like just outside of Toronto. So it could be Scarborough, Mississauga. It could be one either of those, like a bunch of places near the vicinity. And clearly the mom is having a hard time with sending her to school. So there's a lot of stuff that they're easily going to be able to dive into this. I think the illumination thing is almost insulting to the Pixar crew. Because there's more detail in some of these shots than we've ever seen before. There's got to be someone else out there who... who who <laughs> like I can at least agree a little bit. Okay. I like there's there's the one of the security guards for the school is I believe Seek. He's got the full yeah. yeah, I like that. That looks cool. Turban on, which is incredible. I'm it's I'm very excited for a Pixar movie that's taking something, like I said, that can be really hard to talk to kids about, but mental health is a real issue that's been stigmatized for a really long time. So if we get the A plus crew out of Pixar. I think this could be something in the tier of Coco's Inside Outs of the last Pixar movies that were really something special. So I understand why Sam has his opinion on it, but I just I adamantly disagree. So it'll I mean it'll be more interesting when we get to see it, but I'm just saying there's a reason Luca was free. What's the matter with you, stupido? <laughs> we had to pay for Raya. We didn't have to pay for Luca. And we didn't have to pay for Soul. No, I... Okay. I think those things had to had very... Uh, I think they were very much entrenched with COVID and the lack of theatrical, you know, distribution at the at that time. 
right. Well, it seems like we got two sides, two sides of the coin on this one. You're either on one side or another. Despite how you may feel about Luca, turning red is the next one we got. March next year. Then we'll when we review it, we can decide who was right, who was wrong. It won't be the last time they do, but I'm sure we'll see this duel out one more time. But it is not the last duel that we are talking about. There we go. There's one. Look at that. I had to take that Affleck picture. Look at that face. That damn damn chin hell yeah you didn't even oh i guess you wouldn't you couldn't go through and get screen grabs so you just had to google like set photos (laughs) yeah that's had to i gotta figure out how to do this gotta show you guys uh adam driver here uh the news trailer talk is a separate asset so you should be able to move it there you go this is a very visual point of the the show listeners yeah, sorry. So this is why you got to go to uh, twitch.tv slash the quest beyond for all these visual gags that Ryan is pulling right now, which Just Ryan may not let me yeah. m- let me uh, produce the show anymore. It might be Ryan might want to do it from now on. Um, you could take it back. I've, this is the first time <laughs> I've done anything on this program. It took me like over an hour to <laughs> figure out how to put pictures on this damn thing. Uh, needless uh, to say, I, you know what? I don't, Sam. I I'm hoping we agree on this one, but this looks like a really good Ridley Scott movie. It dude. really does. It's dealing with some heavy stuff. Oh, there's a little bit of like this feels a little dated, like the woman who slept with the man who tore a country apart. And I'm like, really? In like, sorry, <laughs> in in the chat. Just call me PW. He's asking, oh. what is that movie? I don't know if we the said last the movie duel. was. The Last Duel. Yes. Ridley Scott. He brought Sword in Sandals uh, movie. Affleck, Damon. Affleck and Damon wrote this movie, by the way. So this is a... a oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah. So Oscar-winning is... combination. Absolutely. Yeah. Brought in yeah, Driver. That's a big, that is, a, I think, a bigger deal than people are going to talk about is the last time... I mean, they wrote it with a third writer, but regardless, yeah. the last time that they were a writing duo, they won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Wrote so based on and a... starred in the same movie. And this starred. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Robin Williams, who would have been 70 years old today. I saw that. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. So need this. I. You know what? I am always on board for a new sword and not sandals but sword and shield movie mm-hmm. and you the hair's ridiculous okay it's era whatever i i, I got yeah. over it as soon as they kind of got into the movie but it looks like this the love of matt damon may or may not have uh, had an affair with adam driver but uh, regardless this looks like they put money into it Mm-hmm. and it comes out the day before my birthday so needless Hell to yeah. say i hope i hope it is a not even wildly entertaining i just hope it's a captivating movie that just happens to be a period piece because the last one of these that ben affleck did was not great which one was that it was the one he Love? made no it was the one he made post Oh, shit. What was it called? Argo, fuck yourself. Live by night. Oh, yes, live, yes, yes. Live by night was not great. It was, so yeah, I, it was okay. I, I'm excited for this. I mean, there was there was a thing going around about Twitter, like, oh, who's had a better career, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck? And I'm like, they both had really different, they both tried to do different things. Very right? different like, careers, yeah. 
right? So I would. They're obviously they've both maintained a a tier or S. Uh, are they S tier actors? What do you guys think? Like, are we in celebrity? They don't use S, but they're S tier actors, right? Like Matt Damon is Jason Bourne. Ben Affleck is Daredevil. Some people may hate on it. That's fine. It's not a good movie, but he's also fucking Batman and he's going to be Batman again. So if Ridley Scott can pull his head out of his ass and make something, if he can make something two thirds as good as Gladiator, we're in for something really awesome. But get your fucking Prometheus Alien Covenant bullshit away from this movie. And I think this could be really awesome. This could be like the serious version of the kingdom or something. So well, P- I think it looks awesome. Sam, you, you tend to agree? PW is uh, referencing Kingdom of Heaven in the chat. And I have to say, I stand that movie. The director's cut is amazing. Uh, if Ridley Scott does do something in that vein, I think we're in for something special. This movie has, like, like we just discussed, so many great things, great factors working for it right now. At least for me, like, obviously, we got the duo there. We got Damon and Affleck. Ridley Scott, um, I think admittedly, like, has obviously made a lot of classic films, but, you know, as of late, he can, he can miss, right? He can miss pretty hard. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Exodus, Gods and Kings was pretty bad. Um, Was that him? It was. All the Money in the World was was kind of a stinker. Um, Yeah, that one was weird. There's a few, like, where it's a bit of a miss, but... With that said, when he when he gets like with the right material, the right stars, you know, well, i.e. I a Russell Crowe. Sorry. I'm just thinking of the horrible whitewashing that took place in Exodus Gods and Kings. There was lots. And and that's why I feel like something like this is like this is I think right up his alley. And we haven't even mentioned my wife's favorite person in the world right now. It's not even me or our daughter. It's Adam Driver. Is that, uh, is that why yeah. you're growing the hair out and the beard? Okay, listen. Okay, I thought she was just like, yeah, you're going to look great with long hair. And then, you know, as the months go went on, we're watching Adam Driver movies and she's talking about how obsessed she is with him. And I'm, I'm, I do the math and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So now, of course, I'm probably going to have to wear a knight costume come whenever this movie comes out. Um, but anyway... The movie looks good. I'm 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 pumped for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can I can second Sam's wife's obsession with Adam Driver when I was getting my hair cut. It was a large topic of conversation, him and his upcoming movie and what he may sing and do in the vein oh. of Batman. Yeah. Yes. So That's how awful. how did she feel about The Last Jedi then? I'm so curious. Okay, so she as her love for Adam Driver still does not outweigh her um, her disinterest la- in Star Wars. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So. Um. All right. Well, with that, yeah. No, I, this one, I might have to drop for a second. Sorry. We will stall as you do that. There is a sounds like a very loud crying baby. So I will be right oh. back. Sorry. You okay. guys talk about Batgirl, and I'll come back and give my spiel. Go feed your dad. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, the this one, The Last Duel, I'm very curious about. Like, I'm a Ridley Scott fan. 
He does not hit the mark all the time. It's been a while since he's hit the mark. But like he was pretty he was a pretty stellar marksman in his early career. So I always have that hope he's gonna return to form. And of course, Affleck, Damon, Adam Driver, huge names right now, usually in talks for Oscars. You gotta be excited for the cast, so you know, we'll see. Affleck with that hairdo and that uh little chin fuzz. That's that's a choice. That's a choice right there. That's all he could say about that. It's going to be my uh, my sister thought that Damon kind of looked like Theo Vaughn. I don't know if you know the comedian Theo Vaughn. But, uh, I do know Theo. He's Vaughn. got he's got the mullet going on. So and, okay, okay, yeah. Um, now Ryan, currently I'm talking to Affleck, Damon, and Driver, and then there's a hat covering Kyle's. So I'm the only one on camera <laughs> you are and I'm, let me tell you when we transition to our next news topic <laughs> you are still the only one on camera oh, come on <laughs> god damn i told you i prepped these early these are not on the fly oh <laughs> uh, i think i could probably add myself here so it's less weird um let me just you put it on put it on kyle oh we're gonna shift everything now oh okay here we go here we go here we go oh Bam. And this is on the fly, people. Oh yeah. This is some This is Oh. This is how it uh this is how it behind the scenes of movie magic. There we go. This is this is how the sausage gets made, guys. Boom. Sorry, this is my first time using OBS people. <laughs> Bear with me, I'm learning. Learning how to do it. There we go. We have a new Batgirl. As you can see, right here. Mm-hmm. And her name is now I'm gapping on it because that just took all the wind Same. out of me. As I was I'm gapping on it. Uh, it's I'm Leslie Grace, it. I believe, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, it is Leslie Grace. Okay. So Leslie Grace yeah. is our new Batgirl. Going to be in the Batgirl movie. This is the movie that's been through hell and back. It had the Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon stuff that he was hired to write, produce, all that. And he said he had no ideas and he stepped down. Which that and then shortly after all that stuff came out about him, so I got a feeling that was not the case at all. He's just a piece of shit. Always got to fit that into fuck Joss Whedon. Uh, but yes, they were trying to develop this thing. It's been talked about that it's going to be just like a straight HBO Max movie, and they're targeting right now, end of next year, start of twenty twenty three. We're going to get to see Batgirl with Leslie Grace starring as the rule and we only know her right now from in the heights that's it she's that's her only acting credit right now in the heights where we just talked about just reviewed that movie a couple weeks ago so we don't got much to go on but apparently she is quite a successful singer she had a career with that before so got that to go on sam do you have any attachment to batgirl do you have any anything looking forward to with leslie grace Oh, man. Guys, I don't know a single thing about Batgirl, but I mean, what? Like, she's this. Well, no, I just like you never watched a cartoon ever as a child. Not with Batgirl, apparently. I no. Um, I watched like Jackie Chan movies. 
I played uh, the first two, I think. Was Batgirl in those? I mean, Oracle was. Like from The Matrix? No, from a good (laughs) franchise. (laughs) Okay, wow. There is no spoon. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's the first movie. (laughs) One movie does not make a franchise. She makes good cookies. What else? Okay, so Batgirl. No, because so basically my only attachment is to the actress right now, and I thought she was great. She was a standout, in my opinion, in uh, in the Heights. So I think this is a great call. I mean, she looks like she can don the cowl and wear the cape and wear the suit, whatever else, drive the bike or whatever she does. So uh, I'm in. Sounds cool. Way to just Ryan's grasp at straws and generalize it. That was, that was good. <laughs> just do superhero stuff. Yeah. Bad guys. <laughs> Looks like, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I, we really have not much to go on with her. She was great. She looks like she can put forth that badass nature that we know from Barbara Gordon. So, you know, we'll see what version like how far into the ass kickery they're going to go or if she's going to kind of be the child still there's a lot of different places this can be what universe is batman like the whole story with batgirl is gonna be interesting to see are we just focusing on batgirl is it batgirl in the batman universe so if that's the case this is gonna get washed down with like nightwing and all that storyline they're going to start throwing a lot at this stuff. So I hope it's just a straight Batgirl movie. Those people exist, but they're not talked about. They're not seen. Hopefully, it's just straight good action and a great story. And they have fun with it, kind of like Birds of Prey did, I think, is the way to go with it. Kyle? Um, Leslie Grace, I thought, like you guys said, beating that drum, she was great as Nina. I think the uh, spunky independence she showed as that character and the wisdom for somebody so young in that movie was portrayed very well. It's it's awesome that again we are getting a actress of color to play these characters that were all made white because that's when they were designed was when you could only be white in the comics or a token. So I think that's awesome. Actually we did have Rosario Dawson as Batgirl in the the Lego Batman movie. So it's not the first time that uh, Batgirl has been a uh, been portrayed by an actor of color. It is crazy to me to think that in the span of when is this twenty twenty two? Yeah, late twenty two, early twenty three. Okay. It says in two years we will have three different likely Commissioner Gordons. We'll have J.K. Simmons, Jeffrey Wright in the Batman, and then we will have whoever is in this because i don't think this is going to be connected to the batman which is even the more baffling i've been beating this drum for since men affleck said he was leaving you could make a marvel style shared universe with just batman characters and it's really unfortunate that the wb has no fucking clue what they're doing because the reason she becomes Batgirl is because the impact on Batman, like because of Batman's impact on her life and the world around her. I don't want this to have to 
fall by the wayside like a bunch of air like Arrowverse stuff did for a long time when they couldn't reference the big three where it was like you couldn't talk about batman you couldn't talk about superman you couldn't talk about wonder woman so i don't i'm hope this movie makes more sense to me in a world where we know what's going on with batman and like she is a spin-off from his universe because otherwise we don't understand what her world is like. Like, I guess we're going to be introduced to it through her, which is cool. I'm just curious on which villains they're going to let them use because DC historically has been so particular with what DC villains you can use. Like, Ryan, I don't know if you finished Batwoman season two, but they got to use Black Mask. And that was it. They can say people's names now because it's in Gotham, but they can't do a ton. And I'm hoping that this doesn't have the same strict rules that Batwoman does. We They had a Bruce Wayne, but they never showed him actually in the suit. We just see like silhouettes of a Batman. So I, um, overall, I'm happy that this project has a, has had cast an actor because we have had, that is the next first step, but we have had other DC properties that don't go anywhere so this is the a step forward i'm hoping we soon get a lead or maybe potential leads we might get ted cord and jaime reyes for blue beetle i'm totally on board for that like mentor mentee situation would be incredible uh, a character that we're gonna have to explain to sam and why he should care when that comes up and that's okay i don't mind but overall i think you could tell a compelling you can tell a compelling story with Batgirl. She's had her own like title comic or like titled comic book multiple times throughout the different eras of DC. So I'm excited for this, although, and this may be a hot take, I hate the new Batgirl suits. I hate them. The one you have here I love. I love the purple and black one with the gold. But the current ones where it was like the purple jumpsuit and like just a hat, mat, like barely a mask or the one that we see. Did you watch the footage for Gotham Knights or no? Do you just buy random video games? Yeah. Uh, as soon as you just put a Gotham on a video game, I'm buying it. So. Okay. But do you know the costume I'm talking about? So it's like she obviously like the, the body is like white and gray and then she's got just an eye mask and then ears. Like I hate yeah. those suits. I don't think they look good. So I'm particular. I like the the photo you have up on again. Sorry to our audio listeners, but it helps out. <laughs> uh, for, on Twitch is cool. I liked the the gray and blue suit she's rocked before. Um, you get the right costume designer behind it. Just don't make it leather. It automatically makes you a step above the CW. No leather. So I uh, I'm excited for it. Hopefully it means we're actually gonna get this on HBO Max. Because there have been other projects that DC's announced that never got made. R.I.P. Um, uh, New Gods. So, we'll see. So far, this one's coming down the pipe, apparently, in a couple of years. We'll get to watch this one, HBO Max. Hopefully, this is something they can bring in and they start building up that Batverse, at least. On HBO Max, I'll take that. Any version of it. That'd be cool. Yes. If this is in the world of the Batman, that'd be really cool. Like Batman's only two years, like two years into it, and it's inspired somebody else. Like Mary, uh, may, yeah. maybe Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon is married to a Latinx woman. 
right? I guess that maybe would explain the the biology. Interesting. Yeah, and I guess they are making that show. Isn't it on HBO Max, the Gotham PD Go- show? Gotham PD, yeah. Which is going to be like, what if Gotham, but good? So let's just put everything in this universe. <laughs> everything in this universe, so we just can't get our pats back. <laughs> but the rest of it, you'll get. But there we go, guys. We talked about a bunch of trailers. We had a Batgirl casting come out today. But that's where we're going to end the news. We we went quite long on it. We had like four more in the bank, but we'll save those maybe next week. Maybe they just get tossed. Who's to say what happens here? We make it up as we go. And as we go, we're going to our review, our featured review this episode. As we mentioned off the top, starting off with a new legacy. Space Jam! Space Jam! A New Legacy has come out this past week thanks to HBO Max. We got to see the next chapter, the reboot, the jumping off point of something different. LeBron James bringing bringing some ideas to the franchise. That's for sure. Sam with his big prop on the on is the that from McDonald's? Twitch. It is. It's a Happy Meal toy that my daughter got and was like, "Who is this?" It's like uh, <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron obviously. James. Goddamn! Well, there we go. Sam with a prop here for Space Jam: A New Legacy. Sam, yo, what exactly was this movie about? Well, it's interesting you ask that because. <laughs> I'm usually supposed to tell you via uh, IMDb. So as I'm stalling for time, I'm looking it up. And then I have it up now. And Space Jam is a rogue artificial intelligence kidnaps the son of famed basketball player LeBron James, who then has to work with Bugs Bunny to win a basketball game. It kind of like skips skips yeah. that like the son's involvement after he gets kidnapped the, the son is like completely involved yeah he's a big part of the story too yeah well all right then there we go we got a rogue rogue computer computer program taking away kids and forcing people to play basketball games which have we even discussed how silly it is that these bad guys are like you know what we're going to do? We're going to get the best <laughs> basketball star of that time to play the game they're best at. <laughs> Why don't you just make LeBron bowl or something? Yeah, that's a good point, man. It's a good point. Cross-country ski or something. Something's loony. Something's loony with this one. <laughs> Sam. Yo. You, you seem to be the biggest fan so far. You're the one buying the merchandise. How'd you feel about Space Jam A New Legacy? Okay, well, just to put it into context, guys, I friggin' love Space Jam 1, despite it being a bad, a bad movie. Like, a, a bad movie. It's obviously bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just wanted I think, to pull off that Band-Aid. I know Ryan loves it and owns it on Blu-ray. Hancock? I think, I think, Are we talking about Hancock starring Will Smith? Tyler's not here. You don't have to talk about Hancock. Uh, I'm the no, number one Hancock fan. <laughs> I, I love Space Jam, the first one, though. Yeah, Space Jam. It, but it's like, a bad movie. It's bad. It's not. Like, mm. you know, it's... It, I wouldn't say it's a obs- bad movie. Objectively, it's, bad movie. it's not a great movie, but... Actually, I think it's still the highest grossing basketball movie of all time, if we want to look into that. But uh, it 
It's. I think it's super entertaining. I, I do remember rewatching Space Jam. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago, and I had so much fun rewatching it. It. Um, it's just. It. It has a lot of great elements in it, which is like obviously the Looney Tunes. MJ, you know, acting his heart out, really trying hard. Uh, I love the, how they explored, you know, the the trials and tribula- tribulations of his career. And then um, just the silly and wackiness of the Looney Tunes and, you know, the introduction of the Monstars. Uh, lots to have fun with. Bill Murray, Larry Bird, like, come on. Wayne Knight. Things were, Wayne Knight, things were so good back then. So here we are a thousand years later and we decide to make a sequel. And we talked about the trailer and it wasn't promising, but I tried to remain optimistic. Like, come on, like it's not really a super high bar to reach. They could do something good with this, especially in this era and this time. And I really have to say, guys, they, I think, miscalculated this thing big time. I think there was a lot of huge miscalculations and one being like, oh, I, can't, I can't even go into some of this stuff without going into spoilers. So I'll just say that uh, some of the bits, some of the, you know, the, the wild things they try and do and, 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 and just have like all the IP front and center, I think was a terrible idea, like really bad. And um, Don Cheadle, as much as we're excited for Armor Wars, this was just <laughs> this was a this was a terrible Ding. character villain. Oh, it's a paycheck movie. You can like watch oh. him, and he's like, "No, I had another zero. Sorry, per- yeah. uh, Dom Ball. Sorry for him to come in, do a week's worth of green screen work, and get paid whatever. Great. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. You know." get that new house whatever it is done but sam like it, with all these like calculations on. everything are you saying the algorithm was bad oh my god the algorithm got it wrong okay this was all bad and this was such a, like i feel like warner brothers unintentionally like self-owned themselves with this movie uh obviously making a ter- like a terrible story but like just like the meta-ness of it the fact that they're saying that there's an algorithm that's creating these movies. Um, Can I give is, you the perfect analogy for this? Do it. Where it's like, I love the first Space Jam. It's not a good movie, but like in spite of that, I enjoy it wildly for its simplicity, right? Like Michael, like the alien thing is ridiculous, but like they're cartoons. So you're like, okay, they live in the world of cartoons, whatever. They kidnap, they take the powers that they... The Looney Tunes convince them they need to play a game of basketball. All right, fine. Then they they get good at basketball. Then they get Michael Jordan. Like, it's it's ridiculous. But for the most part, it's like streamline, right? It's like this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And I don't... I wouldn't... I think love it is an extreme. Like, I I watch it. I'm like, I do enjoy it, even though there's way more flaws. But... The thing about the first one was it just felt like it wasn't trying to be smarter than it was. 
which like I almost say is like the Zoolander phenomenon, which is like you watch Zoolander and they know it's stupid, but they're not smarter than everybody about it. And then you watch Zoolander 2 and they think they're so fucking clever and it's just trash. And why I don't like this, why I don't like Space Jam 2 more than anything, it was boring. Like, they throw everything at the screen. And as somebody who's, uh, who has severe ADHD, there's way too much fucking going on. The most convincing storyline of this movie is Bugs Bunny. And it comes out of, I mean, you get bits and pieces of it throughout the story. And then his, like, arc comes to, like, a good ending, I thought. And then it's just resolved off screen. Um, there could have been something interesting in this, but... One of the reasons this movie's so fucking discombobulated, guys, is one, two, three, four, five. There's six people credited on the screenplay. And five, sorry, four in the story. Not to mention, the director, the initial director for this project was fired two days into production. Yeah, and I think it's Malcolm D. Lee, is that correct, who picked it up yes and like, he ha- had I, never seen the original space jam originally like well, you he, so he- that i don't actually think is a problem but like this has shockingly the warner brothers stupid producer syndrome all over it like what are you trying to showcase like look at all other all of our other ip you fucking idiots We know you own Game of Thrones, the biggest show in the history of TV. We know you own Batman. You know how? In the DC Universe? Because you keep fucking it up and you won't ever not have a Batman movie for more than three years. Like, all of the fucking, oh, you know what kids love? So I'm tired of this nonsense chat. I'm sorry, rants incoming. Yes, the first Space Jam was for us when we were eight years old. Who the fuck is the Casablanca reference, the Wizard of Oz reference, the Game of Thrones reference, the where else do they go? The Matrix references. Those aren't for eight year old kids of today. That's for us. So don't tell me that this movie is just for eight year olds because it's not. The people who are going to see this movie are kids who maybe like the Looney Tunes. But let me tell you, as somebody who loves them, they have not been in the popular zeitgeist for a long time. In terms of like the thing, there have been way more shows that have pushed them kind of to the side of what is the most popular. It's us, our generation, and a little bit older taking their kids to go see this because we want to see Space Jam 2 because maybe our kids have a, a, a connection to it through us. This movie has way too much fucking going on. It completely wastes characters. I get that they want to do the funky video game thing which is slightly referenced in, like, I guess we'll get into it more in spoilers, but that should have been really fun, and it just gets really stupid. Like, there's there was a simpler movie in here that I actually think, would, if you take all of the meta stuff out of it, I think it would have been as good as the first one. Like, does LeBron really suffer any adversity in this movie? No. Because, like, once they get into the serververse, nothing matters. Well, I mean, but like, the, the only thing, like, say with LeBron, like, obviously him dealing with the relationship with his son, that I found, you know, was somewhat interesting. And I was kind of into it for the first 15 minutes or whatever. But mm-hmm. the moment they get into Looney Tunes world is the moment where I just started to check out. Because, in my opinion, I felt like they really dropped the ball with the way they handled the actual tunes 
I felt like the bits and the shticks and the gags. The Looney Tunes are the best part of this movie, which is good. But I don't, overall, I don't know. I, I had a pro. I, I felt like like it, it didn't feel like Looney Tunes to me. If, well, no, that's my that's what I'm saying. Like when you make them Batman and Robin or fucking Neo and Trinity, like that stuff is stupid. But once they were able to do like classic, more classic Looney Tunes stuff in the game. That was like where I started to feel like, oh, these are the Looney Tunes. But outside of this, like this movie is all about LeBron James being cool. And like, (laughs) I think it's hilarious because it doesn't actually show any of his ups and downs as a professional. Right. Because it his montage ends with him winning the championship in L.A., which like just happened. But I would be willing to put money down that the original opening montage was him winning in Cleveland right like credit this first Space Jam it was like you know what we're going Michael Jordan he's playing baseball like like the worst part of his professional career like this was all about like the glitz and glamour of all of it and like obviously LeBron is a bad actor Michael Jordan is a bad actor that that's undisputable but it's just they throw fucking everything at you and it does like there is a simple narrative in there. I understand that. But when they're constantly like distracting you like, oh, you need to see this. Oh, you need to see this. Oh, you need to see this. It's like, well, I don't feel like you're I should be focused on what should be going on with LeBron, which is in his inability to connect to his son on the level that like what like uh, as an example, Melody loves Luca. Do I like Luca? No, but I'm not going to tell her, no, she can't watch that because that's the thing she wants to watch. Like, unless it, it causes a problem with her behavior, but she enjoys the movie. So when she's like earned a movie as a treat, we watch it. And I sit there and I, I love how much she loves it. Like she laughs at everything. She thinks all funny. Like that's, that's, that's what I get out of it. But like, the narrative of LeBron and like they drop things like nothing like LeBron apparently is an idiot and we'll get more into it spoilers because I can't really say about why but this movie is it terrible no is it this is minions with the Looney Tunes to bring it back to when we were talking about illumination like it's just everything it's loud it's colorful they're fucking like this movie's made for kids uh, people on the internet telling me it's made for kids the fucking characters from Clockwork Orange are in it. Oh yeah, that's that's for kids. They love Clockwork Orange. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. They're big fans. Fuck off. I'm sorry. Like those references, they're not for children. Like this movie is trying to please a lot of people, and it doesn't do any of it. <laughs> I'm I'm of two minds. I thought there were some really good stuff in this movie, but I wasn't expecting too much going into it. I, it definitely delivers on what I was expecting, and it, it, it's not much. Like I said, I love the first movie. Like I can rewatch that first movie at any point in time. It's a lot of fun. But this one, I don't know if, yeah, it's just, I was expecting it to age with me and it stuck around the same age as the other one. And then my nostalgia kicks in. It's hard to say. It's story was a little rough, which was definitely for kids. Like it's easy to keep up with. It's not, not trying to be anything it's just trying to sh- throw a lot of different clips and everything 
I liked the LeBron angle, though. I liked his relationship with his son. I thought that was the strongest part of this movie. I thought it really, it really keyed home on just being simple and being fun. Well, I guess not fun with them. It's a bit more dramatic, but it kind of taps into the end of The Last Dance, too, where it's like Jordan only cared about winning. He only cared about being the best. He just held grudges the whole time. And that's who he was. And they kind of play that a bit LeBron in those shoes in this one where that's kind of his personality. And like he knows best. He wants his kids to play basketball, of course. And like that's all he wants. But he's not listening to who his kids really are. Like that's a pretty but strong Michael's message. kids are playing baseball. Like they're playing a different well, that, sport. That was a, a different movie. That's not that's wasn't even the like the storyline for that movie either. I'm talking about. And a new legacy. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's like where mm-hmm. we are is LeBron in that angle. Mm-hmm. And like it's a powerful message right now to be like throwing out to kids as well is like be yourself. Be who you want to be. Have more ha- screen time. <laughs> have your interests. Do whatever you want. Like, yes, your parents are going to pressure you and try to make the decisions for you sometimes if they're a bit more controlling. If they believe they've had success with their formula and they're going to keep that going on to you. There's some cool shit in that. That's that's some really touching things to jump on. I agree with Sam, though. The Looney Tunes just missed the mark completely for me, and I don't know if they are the same or if I've seen the Looney Tunes at their peak, and this just isn't their peak. I'm not sure what it was, but, yeah, the Looney Tunes felt a little off to me in this one. Well, it's because they're putting them in all these things. Like, we can't really talk about what they're doing. Like, not in spoilers, it, but, like, yeah. when they're using them in these circumstances, like, somebody's talking about, well, it was a lot older references, but, like, it was dialogue. Like, a lot of the times the Looney Tunes were referencing things from the 40s or the 30s. It was, like, a line, right? Like, they're not, they weren't up-to-date pop culture, and I know, obviously, this stuff's not, but, like, it's just completely useless what they do with them outside of bugs, right and uh the things like okay so i won't mention exactly what scenes but they're they're basically like they're popping in the looney tunes into certain specific scenes of famous movies and yeah all that stuff felt very like mtv movie awards type shit you'd see you know i used to like that kind of stuff but that was for an award show to see it with this movie, I'm like, what is like, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? This here? is a hundred and fifty million dollar movie, <laughs> it, and I think That's it how also much, like Civil War cost. I it think. also goes to show, I think, like that Warner Brothers hasn't really had, you know, a cultural hit in a long time, right? They're referencing. Well, that's I, each to their own. I mean, like, obviously they've had hits recently, but like the things that they're tr- at least trying to reference here, it's like, okay, that was from like five years ago. That was from 22 years ago. This, like, I don't know. It just, I again, I'm just going to underline miscalculation. You know, I think the algorithm was just off. Yeah, I, I agree on that one with the Looney Tunes, especially, uh, I will say, and I know it's been brought up in our chat, I won't spoil it, there's a cameo in this movie that's 
fucking the best part that knocked it out of the park. That was amazing. That was. Let's just get into spoilers so we can talk about it. It was like, so unexpected. It was so unexpected. Yeah. I, I laughed. That's the one part that I laughed, full belly, extended laugh at, and it was worth the price of admission. Overall, though, I think it fails to capture who the Looney Tunes were that I remember at least, and that just kind of makes it feel like wasted potential to me because if you're going to build the Looney Tunes on screen with LeBron James, I want everyone operating at peak performance on that one. I think LeBron's a good actor. I think he did a good job in this one. He had he had a few scenes that were a little too little asking too much of him, but I'm not expecting much from him, so if he's willing to try it, cool. That was great. I think Michael Jordan was a worse actor than LeBron James was. Michael Jordan has felt, un- felt uncomfy on screen. LeBron seems like he's been. I mean, he probably had a harder time. Like, if you watch the behind the scenes of the first Space Jam, it's literally just like dudes in green suits. We'll figure it out. So, like, it's. I feel bad for Michael in that circumstance. But there's there's a scene in the trailer that is not a spoiler. Like when Dom gets kidnapped into the server verse, LeBron James goes Dom, and he like lightly jogs to where he sees his son disappear. Like you're fucking s tier athlete sprit motherfucker like that to me the decisions like that to me make no goddamn sense like there's no urgency like you didn't like basketball kid is, oh. i'm not gonna <laughs> okay, run one of your for cats either. disappears in front of your eyes you're gonna be like arrow does he like basketball that's the, that's the question. does it fucking matter because oh, at that matters. point it doesn't LeBron, it oh, oh my god no it doesn't <laughs> I, this movie's trash i'll see you guys later like it's i whatever Well, it seems like at least we are all itching to at least talk about a few things spoiler related. We're having trouble trying to describe things and then backpedaling (laughs) because we can't say them. So with that, let's take it to spoilers. Let's talk about it there. Everyone, if you have not seen Space Jam A New Legacy and you want to, this is your last call for spoilers because we're jumping into it next. We're going to spoilers for Space Jam, A New Legacy. We're talking to the spoilers here, guys. One last time. This is your last chance. You have no more. No more. The New Legacy has started. Kyle, start us at the top. Um, all right. The year is 1990-something. And LeBron, is it 94? Six ninety-five? No, ninety-eight. It's ninety-eight. And LeBron James is thirteen years old. Sorry, this is important. This is very important to me. Nineteen ninety-seven. Probably nineteen ninety-eight. Because yeah, his birthday's in December. Alright, that works fine. And LeBron James, he's sitting on the bench. He's gonna go play basketball. And then he was given a Game Boy. An OG Game Boy. And what game is on this original Game Boy? The Looney Tunes. Except there's one fucking problem, fellas. It's in color. He's given an OG Game Boy because his friend says, oh, I got one in color. This really bothered me. And (laughs) if you grew up with an OG Game Boy, that shit was black and green. That was it. There was no fucking color to be had. Maybe sometimes you got gray. But regardless... And then his coach, who's also um, 
Baby, uh, Baby Duke from the Creed franchise. I know he's in other stuff. He's from The Wire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but regardless, what's his name in The Wire? I, I'm so bad with names in The Wire. I don't. I you remember? Forget. No. Okay. Regardless, he's in The Wire, arguably one of the best shows ever made. You know why was why was there the Wire World? Yo, that would have been sick. That would have been sick. You drunk? <laughs> you fly by? It would have connected all the references at the very end. Shit. Shit. Uh, <laughs> you know what I love about that is that that guy was later in. Never mind. It's a. <laughs> I'm not gonna fall down that rabbit hole. I will pull. I will parachute pulled. We're not falling down there today. So right. So the coach says you're all about these basketball games, uh, video games. Don't play. Like it's all about basketball. And then he's like, I'm gonna be serious forever. I'm taking my tail. Ta- I drafted by the Cleveland Indians, not Indians. Uh, oh my God, Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah. Then we get his montage, and. I did not want to be comparing this movie to the first one, but give us like a fucking jam, pun intended, mm-hmm. for the opening montage. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so bleh. Like, do you guys even, like, we had Space Jam and Welcome to, like, just fucking get Wiz Khalifa, DJ Khaled, I don't fucking care, Cardi B, even though she's trash. Like, give that song... To someone modern and do something fun with it. Like, the things people remember about Space Jam are is Michael Jordan and Looney Tunes and Welcome to the Space Jam. Like, that's uh, like, it. I really think this was a layup, you know, pun intended, for like DJ Khaled of all men to someone, come in, yeah. give us another one. And give us a, a jam for this opening. Yeah, because yeah. you know what? You do that and automatically people are like, this movie's a slam dunk. Sorry, I had to. Um, all right, so we get the montage of LeBron's career. I'm going to kind of just go through it. Let's just talk about our least favorites and then <laughs> if we had positives because this plot's so fucking convoluted, it's ridiculous. And and this so, movie is long. Did you guys not think it's so long? long? It's, it's two hours two long. Two hours. <laughs> it's too long. Like, it should have been 80 minutes. like an yeah, 80 minutes, 95 maximum. Out. Like, and the worst part is, is the basketball game is 45 it's minutes. So, I checked the time. I'm like, we have that long left? Oh, my God. Okay, mm-hmm. go on. Um, so, he's not connecting with his sons. His, You know what? I will credit to this movie because in, the, in Space Jam 1, Michael Jordan, clearly, that's not a place he would live, right? It's not a gated community. It's just like Wayne Knight drops him off at the street, and he's like, all right, Mom, what are you making? Colin Greens? And like, it's just like, oh, boy. Um, like, in this movie, LeBron lives in a gated community and everything. Okay, Moon, I, I don't give a shit about the rules of the ver- the basketball game because it's a video game. There are no rules in that thing. That's fine. I don't care. That's at least established in the movie. But you want to talk like, so every fictional character ever created by Warner Brothers is actually a sentient being. Let, let's address that maybe. No? Okay. Like, I understand. Yes, the Looney Tunes live at the center of the earth, but that's as far as it goes. Okay. Yeah. Can NBA I, Street. Go ahead. Street, NBA Can I just Jam say, is more on brand. Mm-hmm. Yes, there we go. Skipping 
ahead to, you know, whatever his kids, blah, blah, blah. But he gets to, he finally gets to Looney Tune world and he himself becomes a cartoon character. Yeah, I think there's that, more I, acting there. So I think that that's a bit and I think that's great, but it went, that went on for too it, long. I, I think that was a mistake. It's, it's, it's like, a th- well, you know, I here's honestly, and this is the worst part. Like you, we, we all read movie news. This is, he was playing basketball during the season and they couldn't do anything live action. So they had to come in for But the thing is, he's not a voice actor. He's not, it doesn't have a captivating no. voice. He can't like. No, which goes back to like when he gets teleported into the server verse, his screams like, uh, <laughs> like, come on. I think like, again, miscalculation. Not not good. Um, should we get into Don Cheadle? That whole thing. Like, Don Cheadle is. I love Don Cheadle. I think we all love Don Cheadle. Confirm. We all love Don Cheadle. Of course, Cheadle. Of course. Oh, yeah. I love Don Cheadle. Right. He's um, incredible. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, do something. Like, I get it. He's a he's a literal cartoon. But Don Cheadle, I I feel like it was bad casting, to be honest. Like, it just wasn't the right choice. Don't give him like he's like, I get it. Like, he's this ridiculous character, but it's just Don Cheadle doesn't have, you know. Okay, you know who would have been a great algae rhythm? Jamie Foxx. Because you needed a care an actor who could get to a fifteen, right? For the crazy wacky parts, but then like like manipulates the sun in the way that he does. Um you know what I mean? Like that do you guys agree? Like somebody like Jamie Fox Hell, a Wayans brother, Marlon Wayans. Oh hell yeah. Put some Oh uh, like, no, here we go. Here we go. If we had Chris Tucker in there. Just like I would have prefer I would have preferred it because then you're like, all right, he's at an eleven all the time. Yes, we need charisma. Just, yeah. And, and right? not, not just, to say that he doesn't have charisma. Like the, the Don guys, Cheadle doesn't have that kind of charisma, right? right? It's a very specific type, right? So his son and him don't get along. They get they go to Warner Brothers. Sarah Silverman's there, and I'm like, oh man, you've said some stuff about Louis C.K. Let's move on. Did she only uh, have the one what? line? I remember. Now that you bring it up, I'm like, holy shit, Sarah Silverman was in this movie. I think she had a whole scene. The, no, she's in the car later, and she's like, so we're not doing this or whatever, and it's like, okay, fine. Um, the algorithm picks all their movies and whatever. And but again, like, so the algorithm's like, LeBron, you won't have to do anything. We'll just make your movies. And I'm like, is this a shot at Disney? Maybe like making all the dead people alive. I don't know. But regardless, so then LeBron's son gets brought into the server verse. LeBron has a a gingerly jog to go. Like if I'm Malcolm Lee, be like LeBron. Um, Antetokounmpo is running down open court, like transition, fast break to get a dunk. Go block him. Like he'd be gone. Um, we see all the the worlds that we don't actually visit. Like we don't, I guess we go to, we, the only thing we see of Game of Thrones is, fuck. What's the rooster's name? Foghorn Leghorn yeah. as Cersei. So, uh, Khaleesi. Khaleesi. Yeah. Daenerys Targaryen. Funny. Like, okay, you know what would have been f- funnier? L- 
Who is the okay? The question. Uh, if again we're live, if we're not live, hell, email us later on. What is the character Looney Tunes character known for cross dressing? Um, huh? Is it Foghorn fucking Leghorn? <laughs> no, I say I say that's a stupid fucking choice. Like this movie was made by people who are just trying to appease LeBron. Because thank you, PW, on it. Well done. It's Bugs fucking Bunny. You know your your Warner Brothers, your Mickey Mouse. Like it's baffling to me the. St- Stupid decisions they made in this. So the things that I liked about this, I thought, okay, they're using the serververse. This is insane. This is Ready Player One ridiculousness. For the record, Ready Player One, in my opinion, is a better movie than this. Because it has a compelling American accent by Simon Pegg that really threw me for a loop. (laughs) But... Bugs is alone on Toon World because Algae Rhythm convinced them all to go to other places. I hate it. Okay. But fine. You know what? He's alone, right? So his he, he convinces LeBron that they need to go and get the other other tunes. But, like, nothing comes from that. LeBron's like, I want King Kong, Superman, whatever. And, like, just a bunch of wacky hijinks happen. You're like, okay, fine. They went to DC World, which, as somebody who appreciates the cartoons, like, that's fun and whatever. But, like... There's no reason LeBron's for it. LeBron's never, like... There's no, no reason they, they they honestly should have gone right to the basketball. Like just get right mm-hmm. into it right away. I would have found it a lot more compelling if you get he's they're like this is we can't travel, man. We're stuck here. You got us. And he all he's got to deal with is them, right? Because all right, in a better movie, he meets all the Looney Tunes and you know, they've got folk their attentions on all a bunch of other stuff, right? And this is where LeBron like you take what the movie gives us fucking three hours in where like after they've recruited all of the looney tunes like okay guys and gals we need to focus like this is what we have to do like you can be your set like play the game and he tries to get them to play the game and it doesn't work then you get to the dom ball like quickly fucking 30 minutes in and they're losing the game and he's like you know what you guys got to be yourselves you do that so much quicker and that thread of him and his son feels so much more relevant as opposed to like we need to talk about lebron's arc every 25 minutes because it's just like character piece bunch of shit character piece right like that's his arc it's a jumbled mess and then they get the looney tunes lola bunny is there we're not going to talk about it zendaya is a fine voice actor. She's not nearly as good as the people who have done Lola in the past, but that's besides the point. I'm glad they got actual voice talent to be the other characters. I thought Zendaya um, was Michi. Eric- Sorry? I thought Zendaya was Michi. I don't know what that is. Who the hell is Michi? Oh, from Dune. No, Michi's from that uh, snowman movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's China in... Um, in Dune. Sorry, in Dune. I got confused. Yes, LeBron James is in um, the whatever that's Avalanche or Imbombable Snowman movie is as well. Um, regardless, um, we get the the characters. A shout out to Eric Bauza, who is from Toronto, who is uh, a bunch of these characters. So I thought that was really, really cool. Canadian voicing a bunch of classic Looney Tunes characters. And... So they, they're recruited, we get to the game, and in the meantime, Dom has been corrupted by Don Cheadle. 
who's not even like conniving about it. And okay, this to me was just clearly like this should have been a, an aha moment for anybody who thought this was a good idea. But when they're like, let's you just scan in a character with your phone and then an entirely CGI video game character is rendered in your video game. This is the same studio that thought it took like two months to uh, erase a mustache off of Henry Cavill. Like, you're right, Sam. Like, they're doing it to themselves. Like, every bad decision in this movie. Well, I think you gotta, if you got one of those cell phone things, Jeff Bezos is uh, back and he'll buy one for you. No, the moon, the reason I'm mad about the Game Boy is because they make a, the the kid says, I got the new Game Boy Color, you can have my old one. So, new Game Boy Color, because it was new. OG Game Boy didn't have color. Was the o- That's a stupid detail. Was the OG Game Boy Canadian? No, I don't know why that's r- related at all. I just think it's cool that a Canadian voice actor is one of the main Looney Tunes. Okay, listen. Let's list off the dang movies that these Looney Tunes go into, okay? So, okay, w- but we were talking oh. about them not being Looney Tunes because I think that's related, right? Like, the the Wonder Woman uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lola Bunny thing. Right. Does it matter? Why, okay, so why did they do that completely animated? In a comic book, I don't know because they're like, well, oh. we can't have this also on DC World, but Wonder Woman is a but DC we, character, so yeah, I don't get I, why they didn't do that. And then I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so they do Game of Thrones. They do, but uh, we don't even ma- see anything of Game of Thrones, right? It's just like they like it's, it's literally just Foghorn Leghorn on top of one of the dragons. That's it. Right. You don't get context for the world at all. You see the we see the Matrix, we see the Trinity scene, for some reason. That's, with Grandma and Speedy Gonzalez, yeah. The Mad Max stuff. As much as I love Mad Max, that, that is was... the only one that I liked because I thought it kind of fit in with Wiley e. Coyote just being insane for for the Road Runner. Yeah, like the whole like Mad Max Fury Road is just a chase scene, right? That's the entire movie. It's obviously better than I'm describing, but that's that's the movie, right? The punchline is it's a chase that goes one way and then the other, right? So like that is Wile E. Coyote in a nutshell. So that was the only one where I was like, oh, you know what? That's actually fun. I like that. But it doesn't like nothing mattered to the characters that they were there. You're right. It's just like, what do people know that we've made? Right. Yeah, Casablanca. <laughs> That was a weird one. And like placing Yosemite Sam, who I love, big fan, one of my best friends, but in like Casablanca. I I know. I think just because it's the play it again Sam reference. I guess, but why didn't they go to like we see Wizard of Oz World? Why didn't you go there and we could have seen like cuz it takes place in oh, it's Kansas, right? So Sure. I know Yosemite Sam is the Yosemite Sam, but like you could have shown us the witch. Remember the witch? Like yeah. she's like a, a a Zed level Looney Tunes character. But I don't. Yeah. Also, as and as then, Sam's wife pronounces it, Yosemite. Yosemite Sam. What? It was hilarious. Really? I don't think so. <laughs> we we <laughs> if played she it. I'd have to push her. Wow. What what game did we play that one time? Uh, Jackbox games, and you put your name as Yosemite Sam. Oh, and she's okay. like, Yusemite? Yes. Who the hell's Yusemite? 
Classic. Um, classic. Uh, and then we had, oh, Daffy Duck and Porky were on DC World. And Daffy uh, was sorry. Superman. You, which mean, is, you mean the Notorious P.I.G.? Uh, no, sorry, Notorious P.I.G. Um, but what's funny to me about that is like Daffy Duck has actually canonically been a Green Lantern. Oh, really? So, like, why didn't they just do that again? I don't. Do you remember that, Ryan? Remember that? In, um, you, you, you think the executives Duck, that made this movie knew no. that, Kyle? No, probably not. But <laughs> also makes me think, why didn't Darkwing then, Duck show up? Well, because that's ooh, that would be fun. That's Disney owns them. Oh, yes. I guess that's uh, that, that's Donald. I just found out Babe. No, Darkwing. Never. <laughs> I found out Babe Pig in the City is also at Disney now because it was Fox. I was hoping it was Warner Brothers. No, Darkwing Duck is Drake Mallard. It's not Donald. Well, Quantum Mania is going to be everything New Legacy wasn't. <laughs> so yeah, so we get to the basketball game, and it's not. It is literally NBA, NBA Street, NBA Jam. There's no rules, style points, all this stuff, and that's fun. Okay, Chronos or Game Time. Sorry, can only do his move like once a once a half, I guess, okay. or once a quarter. Can we go into? how lame the other team was the the bad guy team like the the players the monster looking they don't do anything it's so lame like at least with the first one they had the fun stuff of like stealing the talent from actual nba players the mm-hmm. you know the the aliens then, the would, would then resemble were them. themselves characters yes like, yes yes they they were they weren't they weren't the nba players but they like they, they had their talents, but they they were their own people. Right. Like, okay, fine. If you're gonna have these characters, have them do shit we know these NBA players do at a hyper level. But then because this, they are this in is a just video like game. they're monsters that have a special power, and they're yeah. just weird looking. Like, yeah, I give the movie a lot of credit. It for including WNBA players that's that is really awesome. This is a showcase that that league typically does not get. I think that is really really cool. But then again, they're shown so briefly and I don't know any WNBA players by name. I don't know their name after the movie. Which is like that's a problem. Agreed. So we get the game, like the game, I think once they, like once, again, like I said, once the Looney Tunes start being the Looney Tunes, more so, more of like being more Looney Tunes, I enjoyed that stuff. Um, I, I did, I thought the Bugs deciding he was going to sacrifice himself because now that, like it's ironic, like his family is back, just like when we talked about in Black Widow. I, I actually did really like that moment, uh, but then he's back at the end with uh, no consequences. Almost, okay. almost like but he's, he's in a the cartoon. real world now. <laughs> True, but like it, th- what I don't understand about that scene is like no, I'm a cartoon, nothing can hurt me, and they're like, but we're in the game now. It's like okay, well, which one is it? Because if it was never gonna hurt him, why did you bother to manipulate us to th- make us think it was gonna happen? Like it, eh. playing, playing for Moon there. Um, Ryan. Do you have any like spoilery thoughts on this? We didn't talk about. What did you think of cameo. Giants? We didn't talk about the cameo. Well, no, mm. I, I haven't got there yet because I want to end happy. What did you guys <laughs> think of like big CGI Don Cheadle? 
Ooh, that was frightening. Oh, that was some. Uh, that that was Robert Downey Jr. turning to the right. Civil War. That was some Al- Alita Battle Angel. Um, you know, gross robot lookingness. Really, I thought Alita Battle Angel looked Academy Award worthy compared to Don Cheadle. No, you know what? Sorry, I take that back. It looked more like uh, Scorpion King. Yes, that is an apt description. <laughs> it does look Scorpion King. Oh, it's rough. But we we've been talking about, and this was my favorite. This this was so good because I was at the on the edge of my seat for this moment. So at halftime. As in the first one. And again, fine. Like, you're going to play up some of the class, like, part of this, the structure, as little as they used, of the first one. So they're losing. They're like, there's a bunch of bottles going around. I'm like, oh, are they going to do, like, LeBron's super stuff or whatever? That'd be fun. And then Sylvester's like, I got Michael Jordan. And you see the Jordan shoes. And he's walking out in, in silhouette. And it's Michael P. Jordan. <laughs> And I laughed out loud. I fell off my chair. I thought this was so well done. Because for a moment, I thought, wow, no way. They actually got Michael Jordan. And they did. Technically. (laughs) Technically, they did. It was the best cam. This cameo, we did get the original Monstars, whatever they were called, when they were little guys. Which I was like, okay. In the crowd, yeah. Yeah, I, I do wish we had a bit more, but... I was cool with that, but yeah, the Michael B. Jordan one, hilarious. Just how they built up to it. LeBron stands up. He's like, oh shit, Mike's here. And I was like, there's no way this movie is going to work if you can't get a Michael Jordan cameo. And they got a Michael Jordan cameo. <laughs> it was the best part of the movie. Um, I didn't... Uh, I completely just lost track of what I was... I was going to say something actually really positive, And I forgot what it was. Well, um, no, I lost it. I had something that I was going to say that was going to touch on this stuff. Like, I found it interesting that the NBA players they use, like, at the time of the first Space Jam, you they arguably had the other five best players in the NBA. And it's nowhere near that in this one. Like, I'm sorry, like, to Anthony Davis and... Uh, Actually, you know who, who I my brain just turned to mush. Who's on the Trailblazers? Because he is he is that good. Forget his name. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. not up to date on but nowadays basketball. But like Steph Curry's not in this. Like Kevin Durant. I guess Luka Doncic when they were shooting probably not time. But it's just yeah, it's. I this movie at the end. It's just it's barely good enough like i guess it's entertaining for small children but it just feels flat ironically like dimensionless i hope it does play good to children though like i i hope they at least get what i got out of the first one with this like i don't i don't know how it played i have not talked to any children who have seen this movie but i hope that at least that audience exists and they had fun with this one I mean, it clearly made money, right? It it's it superseded Wonder Woman last weekend, so that is something noticeable. Um, overall, I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts before we get into finals? The I'm just gonna touch on like the Michael Jordan and the Sun stuff. I really liked it. I thought they did a good job with it. 
LeBron. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Um, yes, LeBron <laughs> and his son in this one. The story, like how they were divided, how his son just wanted to chase after that dream. Algae Rhythm kind of capitalized on that to go about his master plan of making his son's game, which was about basketball, and therefore LeBron had to play basketball. There's a bit more fun. Like I feel like they they could have worked something else a bit in there that worked a bit better, made it a bit more fun, a bit less straightforward than that. But yeah, the halftime turn where he's like, oh, wait, no, Algae Rhythm's like a douchebag. And my dad's like playing for the good side. Like we got to go back and like Dom and him reconnect. And they, they kind of work, work together, save the day, everything. It was standard. It's pretty cookie cutter. Like it's not the most original thing, but I think it was well done enough to the point that it was trying to make and looking for something negative in this movie or sorry, looking for something positive in this movie. I think that was at least a good message a positivity for it. I have three things that I loved about the movie. I think the new Toon Squad jerseys are fire. They are awesome. It's really too bad that they ruined the D-Wade pass to LeBron in the trailers, Ryan. That was in the trailers. The uh, the the um, the Lola Wink uh, with the arms out. Uh, that was in the trailers. That was really unfortunate. Um, the Michael B. Jordan moment was great. Uh, I I liked what they did with Bugs for the most part. Uh, those were kind of the things. I, other than that, I don't really feel like we got... Like, we didn't get any... Like, you guys were talking about... We didn't get, like, Bugs and, and Daffy going back at each other. Like, the classic rivalry of the Looney Tunes. Elmer Fudd's not like, what's going on? With any of them, I guess, like, he doesn't have guns now, apparently, which I, I kind of understand. But overall, it, it's, it's just it, it's uh, it's hard because for apparently, you know, this bringing the Looney Tunes into into Space Jam, they wanted this to play and see how audiences react to Looney Tunes and, and just to see if they can still be relevant, you know, and I feel like if that's the case... I don't know. I do hope that the younger audience kind of picks up on it because obviously we grew up on that. Looney Tunes is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like this movie wasn't a great showcase for what for what they do. It, like it just it didn't hit the mark for me. Um, and that's I mean, and I know that's coming from someone who used to love it as a kid, so it's hard, but. Yeah, I, I do hope kids now watch it and are at least enticed to see what they're doing with modern day Looney Tunes. I don't know. Do you guys watch anything modern day Looney Tunes? Like what they got going uh, on now? I've seen some of the stuff. They did a show not too long ago where it was almost like a sitcom mm-hmm. with the Looney Tunes that I, I, I rather enjoyed. I mean, they just haven't had a what I like a DuckTales level revival. That's what they need. You need people who are passionate about it, who put them like do something like it's funny because technically a warner brothers product animaniacs actually just had a recent reboot and it was great as was ducktales like you need just get back to doing sketch based comedy because that's where the looney tunes yeah. were the best like those the- shorts like how come the animaniacs we aren't to- in this how come they're not in this how come pinky in the brain they are no the animaniacs are in this are they they're in the background. I did see them, yeah. 
I don't want no um, background. I want them in. I want Freakazoid. No, you want Mr. Freeze in the in a robe going <laughs> like <laughs> let, let's go yeah. if, if we're gonna bring in everybody, let's bring in everybody. Like stuff with the background stuff. You know what I loved? This was such a stupid thing though. So there's supposed to be a guy there that's supposed to be like Adam West Batman, I think. But his mask, gloves, like underwear and boots are black. Which Adam West are not. They're almost like bluish purple. I'm like, you couldn't even pull out the right fucking suit. Like, eh. But, um, like, that's what the Looney Tunes need. You need, like, really clever sketch comedy. Like, in short form, right? Like, we went to, when we went, all went and saw Fast 9 safely in our own cars. They played a classic Looney Tunes um, short. And they're still good. That's the most annoying part. Like, these cartoons are some 70 plus years old. And they hit better, like, they hit still. So, I man, I hope the Looney Tunes get the, get their due because those characters, they're, they're uh, most of them iconic. And I actually kind of did enjoy the, pork, the notorious P.I.G. rap scene. I thought ending on That's All Folks was was really fun that was if there's one thing i didn't like i'll flat out say i didn't like it was that about the movie (laughs) yeah so bad so rough all right then that'll wrap up our musings on space jam a new legacy with spoilers now it's time to take it to the final test and that is the rickman scale we can all do zero we can all do 10 we can do 0.5s at the end all three of our scores are gonna let us know the average and how many golden rickmans space jam a new legacy is gonna clock today sam uh i'm sorry guys i i think this is a stinker space jam a new legacy is a no-no for me i'm giving it a 4.5 4.5 so as moon is pointing out in our chat this this movie which messages cheat to win at the end they didn't use cheat codes on mm-hmm. you didn't get the cheat unfortunately code. unfortunately not no you you've said it right on the right on the head i have it written down here too yeah everything's kind of just little cookie cutter little down the middle there's some good good moments of light in this movie but it gets bogged down by a lot and i think that does happen with the runtime too like the runtime adds so much more extra fluff that you do not need that this movie might have been a bit better played a bit better if it wasn't so chunky so with that four and a half as well coming on my end kyle uh chalk it up the same because we are the 4.5 of tears this movie's not good enough for a pass i'm sorry it's like you guys said it's too long it it wastes the looney tunes like we've had three major film opportunities for them and it just it's underwhelming it's boring at times and it's referential humor feels dated at best so yeah four and a half no pass for me all right pretty easy on that average then four and a half out of ten four and a half golden rickmans space jam a new legacy is gonna get coming up a bit short on this one well that's about all we can say about it, guys. That's the final the final note. The buzzer has rung. 
Next, we are on. That's to... all, folks. Oh, well done. I cut one more time in case I cut that off. That's all, folks. That was well done. Well done. Next, we are stopping with Snake Eyes next week, which I'm surprised. Next week might be the first like double header at the theaters. The first like battle for box office between M Night Shyamalan's Old and Snake Eyes. It's the first one for a while that we've had like good release. I'm actually excited to see Old. You haven't seen any of the trailers. I so. haven't. <laughs> I heard it's- I'm excited to see both. <laughs> I Snake Eyes is the one I'm like, I'll watch it. I have zero investment or interest in. <laughs> I am only going to see Snake Eyes for my boy Assam from Show Warrior, Andrew Koji, playing Storm Shadow. There we go. Well, next week we'll find out how we how we land on Snake Eyes. Hopefully it doesn't roll, Snake Eyes. That one was just there. I had to take that one too. <laughs> and any other news <laughs> topics that pop up, maybe 12 trailers maybe 14 of them who knows we we do have one news thing that i did really want to talk about but i think it will take longer next week all right we can pencil that in for next week then so we got that one too old could be atrocious or great no in between usually m night Shyamalan's movies are that there's one side or the other of the scale there's no middle ground all right guys with that thanks for hanging out with us today we're at the quest beyond on twitter the quest beyond on twitch twitch.tv slash questbeyond Wednesday nights 9.30pm if you want to come hang out while we do this live or if you listen afterwards 9.30pm ish 9.30pm yeah, ish definitely <laughs> maybe pencil a 10 in there if you want but yes if you guys want to come hang out talk with us as we're doing this we absolutely appreciate it and love it if you're listening at home afterwards thank you so much for doing that too Kyle what are you doing on um, your Twitch I- all right, so I uh, I didn't reference this last week, I don't think. So I am currently playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I am playing a random multiplayer with Shane Southpaw, friend of the show, on Sundays. However, my schedule for the rest of the summer will be kind of all over the place. So I'm kind of try- arranging it around my wife's work. That way I can get more time on a stream, but also there are means that there may be chunks of weeks where I'm not streaming at all. So if you're listening to this the the week of release, I'm only streaming this week on Sunday and next week I have yet to determine because I haven't looked at my wife's schedule. So I, I'm really enjoying Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I can see the appeal. I don't know if I'm going to be playing more JRPGs after this, but I am really enjoying it. I can announce though... When I am done Final Fantasy VII Remake, I will be diving headfirst into Ghosts of Tsushima. And I'm Ooh. really looking forward to playing that. It's getting a PS5 bump. It's getting the direct, or the direct, not director's cut, um, or is it director's yeah, cut? Director's cut's or the new DLC? release, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to playing that. I love a third, a third person uh, adventure story and the game looks beautiful and I have been holding off playing it and i'm really looking forward to so that's kind of i'm hoping to get to that in august so uh check me out lugan 17 here um same on the twitter same on instagram obviously here for that i'm uh, trying to get to 100 followers by the end of the year i have something pretty fun planned for my 100th subscription um or 100th sorry 100th follower 
video. So I did an unboxing this past week, um, which was pretty entertaining. I, uh, I, the people that jumped in seemed to enjoy it, so I may be doing something like that. I know in August I will be doing a Lego set building. So that I am looking forward to. But yeah, other than that, um, just check Twitter or the Instagram for the schedule mostly. I, uh, I post a week ahead of time. Or I post that week on Monday. Alright, lots to look forward to, guys. You can go check out Lugan17. You can hang out with us Wednesday nights. Uh, I think we're pausing on the bonus content this week. I got hockey. Sorry, everyone's looking forward to that, but we'll be back next week. Don't you worry. The quest has been good, but we've taken it beyond!